Not good, eh? The people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Up to the bend, let's go Bobby on the inside. Baldios the outside, Alabasaga's just hanging in there third. They were followed by Archiquila, Honest Natalie coming to the outside from Poetic Attacks, as you would forget Metallica. Into the straight, let's go Bobby shook off Baldios. Alabasaga on the outside's running on with Archiquila through in the middle. Then came Honest Natalie. Let's go Bobby in front. Alabasaga is coming down the outside with a big run from Archiquila. It's Alabasaga going to the front from Archiquila. And then let's go Bobby, but Alabasaga in front. She's finally going to crack it today. Day. She gets in by a neck to win the bracelet from Archiquila. Let's go, Bobby, third. Then came. Yeah, she's a beauty, all right, isn't she? Uh, Alava Saga, five-year-old mare by Real Saga from an El Moxie mare called Alava Time. Her record sits now at 23 starts, six wins, ten placings, and that was the ladies' bracelet Townsville on the weekend. She started three dollars eighty. Rob Luck is joining us. It's a great time of year in North Queensland. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Uh, welcome back to Bushbeat. And, uh, yeah, as you say, a great time of the year all the way up the coast. We've moved from Rockhampton, Mackay, and, of course, now we're moving on to Carnival Time in Townsville and uh, Alavasaga, that uh, good um, winner there for Freddie Whelan and Emily Cass, a deserving win as per Tony uh, Wode's call there, Steve, and a very consistent uh, real saga mayor, that one. And it's, it's sort of the lead-in, isn't it, to the coming weekend up there at uh, Townsville, where we've got the Friday, the big Friday meeting, I'm pretty sure it's coming um, coming in at, before Townsville Cup Day. We've got another one on Friday. Yeah, the there, Cleveland Bay. getting organised. Yeah, the Cleveland Bay, of course, yep. and the Cup on the Saturday, and I think we've got the Lightning Stakes on the Friday, of course, in Townsville. Yep. The Talbot Healy Heatley Lightning Open Handicap. So it's a big two-day feature, big two-day carnival, before it then rolls on further north to the far north to uh, Cairns and... Uh, and that kicked it off with the bracelet. But, of course, doubles on the Saturday were to Ashley Butler and Lacey Morrison, comeback queen Lacey Morrison, continuing to ride winners there, a double there at Townsville on that Saturday meeting, along with Ashley Butler, who's been riding in grand form. Uh, doubles at Cairns on Thursday. There's the names again, Ashley Butler, Lacey Morrison. Of course, trainers Olivia Cairns and Steve Massingham. And at Gatton on Tuesday, Lani, Alana Fancourt uh, had a double there, as well as doubles at Warwick yesterday to Georgie Cartwright, Bubba Tilly and uh, Tony Gollan. And uh, congratulations, of course, Tony Gollan on the premiership win uh, for the state that's uh, were finished up on the weekend. Interesting uh, nomination, I thought, for the weekend in the Cleveland Bay up there is um, this horse, Right or Wrong. He's by Manhattan Rain, the same connections as Consular and... Uh, he's had a few problems. Of course, he's done a couple of tendons. I think it might be three tendon injuries. So Lindsay Goff's done a great job with him. And, of course, last start, he was able to win one of the features at Mackay, wasn't he? The, the 1,300, that was the new market some weeks ago. New, new, new market. And I think the start before that, he was a bit unlucky. I think it was in the Rocky Cup. Um, so it was, um, I think it was Tiff Brooker, was it, that rode him, went up for the one ride. May have that jockey name wrong there, but... Um, Yes, uh, a big win in that new market at Mackay Storm down the centre of the track and uh, he's a, a very interesting runner indeed going into that. You don't get things um, wrong, it was Tiff Brooker. <laughs> it was. <laughs> trust me. Your memory's pretty good. You've got to rely on it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Especially <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. The phone wasn't working trying to link in this morning. But anyway, we're, we're up and running here. Um, and of course, yeah, that uh, and that Townsville Cup always uh, a hotly contested uh, race up there. 
Um, there's going to be, yeah, I haven't got the field in front of me, Steve, but, um, or the nominations, but I think there's pretty strong nominations across the board for both the Cleveland Bay and the Townsville Cup. Yes, yeah, spot on. There's about 23 nominated for the Cleveland Bay, and we're talking about a 1,300-metre race worth $100,000. Of course, we've got the Guineas as well. And in the Cup, 2,000, which is 150,000, there are 22 noms there. So, yeah, it'll be capacity fields on Saturday up there. Yeah, and of course, horses moving on from Mackay Cup and uh, other horses coming in uh, from stables like Cody Morgan and Chris Adard. I've just brought those up in front of me. And uh, Makiro, interesting runner in the cup for Charlie de Villiers and uh, could be a, a lightweight chance or a chance as it gets in the actual field. But that comes up Friday, Saturday. Um, and of course, uh, well, look at the results coming out of Darwin yesterday. We better mention Jess yeah. Billpot, hadn't we, Steve? Highly decorated. Uh, I couldn't believe the the odds continued to go out for a horse that's now won seven in a row. And, of course, we mentioned Jess because her and her dad, Gus, spent a lot of time in Queensland racing and particularly country racing circles. And as well, can we give a shout-out to Sonia Wiseman? I did mention it a little earlier, but can you just outline the latest report from Peter Rowe? Because it's really important. This is all related to the Darwin Fall. Yeah, of course, we all know Sonia. She's ridden just about everywhere in Queensland and been, I think, to the Northern Territory a couple of times, but went to the uh, the Darwin Fall back on Wednesday. And Peter Rowe, who's our regular correspondent in the Far North, and, of course, part Sonia's basically part of that, a part of their family and the Far North family. As he said, Sonia's showing signs of improvement with each day, although she suffered a severe concussion and slight memory distortion from the fall. Her left side of the body is the most affected with severe bruising and general soreness. But the good news is she's now able to walk in, uh, walk assisted for small amounts of time. Doctors continuing to monitor her in the coming days with the plan to release her from hospital by the end of the week. All going well. And uh, Sonia says, thank you for all the love and support and everyone, Shona, and to her partner, Tommy, and her family. And thank you, Peter, for uh, putting that up on social media. Uh, great to get that update and our best wishes going out to uh, Sonia Rowe and our congratulations, Jess Philpott, kicking home the Darwin Cup winner. Yeah, Steve. I thought, I don't know if you saw that post-race yesterday, Jess. She was pretty composed, I thought. I don't think it had hit her just at that point when Greg Radley was interviewing her and Andrew O'Toole after winning the Darwin Cup, Jess, yesterday. Yeah, I saw the race and I actually cut it off because I was closing up the shop. <laughs> And I'd actually put a little wind bed on it. So I thought, oh, I haven't got time to keep uh, watching now. So unfortunately, I missed that. But uh, yeah, no, well, she comes from a very composed family, doesn't she, of course. Um, and been a great asset to the country Queensland areas in, in uh, past times, Steve. Absolutely. But we have plenty of other cups over the weekend. And of course, one of them uh, featured at Gundawindi. And we'll have Brett Moody coming on as we listen to the... The uh, race of music scene, winning the Bogabilla Cup, Steve. It's New Alliance in front, set back on the steels, had a relatively quiet section there. Sneaks away a length and a half over Ibini Music Scene, followed by Liberty Head just heeled along. Then there's a break to IY who's off the bit. Well back, Marmaris Nindamos on the point of the bend now. And a New Alliance shifted away from the inside and Ibini got a dream run right up on the inside. Meantime, Music Scene is presented on the outside. Music Scene, New Alliance and Ibini, they settle down to fight it out. Ibini, Music Music scene, music scene over the top is too good and takes out the cup. Second, New Alliance might have fought back and touched out Ibini for second and third. Fourth, Liberty Head didn't run on. And yeah, we uh, often Nindamos talk about country uh, war horses on, uh, on Bushbeat and, and Rob, this is a classic example. That horse had about 100 plus starts, music scene. 
Yeah, 106 starts, 11 wins, 25 seconds, 16 thirds. And I can't believe it, $4 it won at the Sunshine Coast last uh, Sunday for the informed David Reynolds and the Go Park team. And look at the weight it carried, 52 and a half with the claim for Miss Corinne Miles, who I haven't had uh, or haven't seen too much of in the results, but obviously claiming three. But great finish and uh, nailed it as always uh, by Brett Moody. And uh, we welcome Brett back to Bushbeat this morning. Uh, good morning to you, Brett. Yes, good morning, Rob. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Yes, uh, it was a uh, excellent uh, finish to the Go to Park uh, scene for the uh, second half of the uh, racing year, of course, uh, highlighted by the Battle of the Bush win. So it was a nice way for them to uh, finish the racing year for David Reynolds. And I'm particularly happy for this horse music scene. Um, I've called a lot of his races. He's only a little fellow and he's just such a try, as you've outlined there, 25 seconds in his career. And I've called a lot of those. And he's often, because he's so consistent, lumped with the big weights. And, uh, yeah, you couldn't believe the price. Uh, I must admit to having a, a shilling or two on him at that sort of price uh, after that uh, dominant win in that country heist race at the Sunshine Coast on the Sunday. And uh, on the quick back up, I thought it'd be ideal, down to 52 and a half. And that's the way it uh, proved. Uh, and uh, Corinne Miles, uh, Corinne uh, is... Um, I think she's based in New South Wales. Uh, she's had seven career wins, but that was her first Queensland win. So she stuck over the border uh, there. It was a late pickup rider. How often do you see it? Uh, uh, unfortunate for Joe McGrath. Uh, of course, the highs and lows of the racing she's already experienced in the first uh, week of uh, her riding career because, of course, she kicked off with uh, one, joining a, a elite group of a riding winner at her first race ride at, uh, at Roma. And then, of course, uh, she had a couple of earlier rides and then fell ill and had to forego the ride on music scene. So, uh, lux of fortune in this game. And uh, Corinne handled music scene very well. So, uh, beating New Alliance, who was coming off that uh, win, uh, all the way win at the, uh, the Gympie uh, tap league. So, there's a good form line through that race. A lot of people may not realise, but the horse left Victoria after about seven starts as a maiden when Darren Weir had it in the early days. So, I'm sure... Uh, even Darren and some of those connections will be surprised the horse ended up winning 11 races to date. Probably more to come, music scene. Yeah, he might have earned a little uh, a spell now. He's gone out on, on uh, a win, and that was a very dominant win at the Sunshine Coast there. And uh, he might uh, have a little uh, spell now, and uh, he'll come back, and we might see him in the uh, the country stampede races and uh, perhaps in the final at the end of the year. Certainly would be no surprise. Yeah, Brett, and he's been a... Um Battle of the Bush uh, participant as well, so he's certainly of that standard. But uh, the notable feature of this Gundawindi meeting, as it was last week, two of the race meetings, the card ridden by the lady jockeys, the girls dominating, and it occurred this week with two meetings, and Gundawindi was one of them. And, of course, Isabella Rabjohns combined for a double in that uh, five-event program. She got two of those wins, Brett. Yeah, uh, it's probably becoming more of the exception rather than the rule that the uh, the male jockeys actually uh, get a win on the board. But, uh, yeah, certainly it's uh, becoming commonplace with the girls. And Bella teamed up with Mark Curry, who uh, presented wedged out there uh, to win the maiden plate over 1,000 metres. Uh, he was got out to a very good price as well. He was coming off uh, a fifth to Mashani Conman at Toowoomba, who's uh, subsequently won. Uh, so um, and he was well placed, but got across from the uh, wide draw. He's a three-year-old by uh, Outreach, uh, out of the Mayor Lonro spirit that the um, 
the Victory Thoroughbred team's raced with the uh, Curry Stable and won uh, four races. Uh, he was uh, just simply too fast for his opposition there, beating uh, Guess Who for Mick Frappel and a Vision, who was resuming after a, a year off for William Crop, uh, running in third place. And Nabella's other uh, winner was for Barry Shepherd, local trainer. I was particularly uh, happy uh, for Barry here. Uh, he just, of course, made the move from Kunnamulla to uh, across to Gundawindi about uh, 18 months ago now, setting up a good stable there. And, of course, uh, he's had that uh, quite a stressful time at the moment with uh, his stables uh, being the subject of the slasher uh, and nearly losing uh, a horse uh, in his stable. But Open War has been... Uh, uh, yeah, perseverance personified for him. I uh, remember after the Gundawindi meeting, uh, he said he was going to sack him at his first race. Uh, he was uh, pulling wind into areas that he shouldn't have been, and he said he's gone. And then he was back there at the picnics only a, a month later, and he said, oh, I couldn't get rid of him. He's just got too much ability. Then he bolted on the girl, on the, uh, the apprentice on the way to the um, start and was a late scratching. And he was back at the next Gundawindi meeting, and he actually justified uh, running uh, third there. And then, of course, the saddle slipped at Moree, so he's, uh, but he said, you know, if we can ever get a jockey to get on with him, uh, he really has got a lot of ability. He's a big, strong fellow. And Bella handled him beautifully, got outside the leader and just let him run along, and he just uh, simply left them standing and won uh, quite comfortably mm. there. Brad, I just want to pick you up on something there. You mentioned that grub, um, the slasher there in, in your comments. Uh, I, I've been away. I was away for a couple of weeks. Uh, is there any further news on that as to trying to track that particular person down or have they caught them at this particular time, who it is? No, I think they've uh, they continued to run into dead ends but just, despite the uh, usually the social media um, train um, usually assists uh, the authorities in uh, tracking them down, but uh, yeah, I know it has uh, led to uh, some further upgrade in the security area there. So that was uh, going between the uh, various authorities, and I think that's uh, that's now going to happen in that area. Mm. Rob, and as you were saying with um, Open War, patience personified when they've got the ability. But I also noted another horse on the program. Brett Weatherman, I can remember this horse taking a long time to break the maiden, but uh, since joining Andrew Kingstable, now Andrew, you'll fill, fill us in with more detail at Chinchilla, I believe, but Olivia Webb kicked it home for its second win, and it's two wins and two placings since um, joining the stables, the last four runs in that Class B. Good to see that patience paying off. Yeah, I'll say, uh, and uh, I was talking to Andrew after the race, of course, he had it. Uh, just in time before the last meeting there in May, and he ran a great third to the stablemate Verve. He then won his maiden at Cunnamulla. He ran fourth at Roma, and then he just he was quite dominant there in that uh, Class B race, and actually uh, beat home uh, Foxy Rose, who was uh, has been very consistent. Was the last uh, was a winner there at the last meeting over this distance, and subsequently won second at Warwick and Bundaberg. So it was good form there, and he just absolutely trotted in. But uh, Andrew, of course, uh, is uh, has uh, connections. He grew up in Gundawindi. Uh, so he's based out at Miles at the uh, at the present time, but he uh, got this horse which was bred by David Power and raced one time with uh, Peter Moody, um, mm. and they couldn't do anything with him. But he said he nearly sent him back because he was such a danger that they just kept persevering and uh, a bit of TLC, and he's enjoying his surrounds, and that's uh, showing off uh, in his racing. So, uh, of course, the Mayor Pigtails, he won seven races, and uh, he's by Golden Archer. And it was a dominant performance. And now that he's found form, as we so often see, um, he could very well go on and, uh, and win a few more. 
confidence is a great thing in humans and horses. And uh, another one that's got a decent career going after 39 starts, now five wins, Patrick's me mate. Good name for a racehorse, uh, taking out the benchmark 55 for uh, Jasmine Cornish and uh, Stacey Miskin. Yeah, and particularly a great training effort by uh, Stacey. Uh, she's she's probably regretting that she didn't trust her instincts a bit earlier because, of course, he's by uh, Collate, the uh, Newcastle Newmarket winner, Group 3 winner, a sprinter, and uh, and our young lass of Alvalon there. She won three races at 1,000 metres and has been uh, restricted to uh, you know, the sprint distance because of that fact. But she said every indication he gave me was that uh, he wanted distance and distance, and this race came along. She didn't have the ideal preparation coming off a couple of 1,200-metre races, but he settled beautifully there for Jasmine and um, was uh, strong over the top of the... Uh, Charleville horse, the Croc, who led everywhere by the post. That would have been a, a unique double. You had uh, William Pugsley had the first winner at Longreach and the last winner almost at, uh, at Cumberwindy. But well done to Stacey. Uh, Patrick's me mate, and he was pretty strong on the line. So as we say, uh, breeding's not everything. Um, Dawn Fraser's uh, sister couldn't swim, so Patrick's me mate, he's taken <laughs> to this uh, distance caper. As always, Brett, a fantastic report. Uh, great to have you back on uh, Bush Pete. Where's your next uh, calling venture? Heading home uh, to uh, Charleville, uh, a couple of uh, big features out there, uh, the Pugsley Memorial, uh, the uh, Les Baker Memorial and the Neville Green Memorial race day at Charleville on uh, Saturday. So I should be able to give you a report next week. Well, look forward to it, Brett. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks, Rob. Thanks. Brett Moody joining us on Bush Pete. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Stretch proper here along the inside. Ancient Echoes just in front. Pro-Am's trying very hard on the outside. The Baker is still also there. Pro-Am on the outside is going to the lead in the closing stages. And Pro-Am looks apart in the enclosure. Looks even better now as it wins the Middle Mound Cup. Second placing wins. Yeah, there's, here's another Baker. case of, of a warhorse Rob called Pro Ann winning, making it 11 wins from 84 starts. A nine year old by Dane Shadow recording a win there at Middle Mound on the weekend. Yeah, and for Tracy Simmons and Chris MacGyver, as we welcome Tony McMahon to Bushbeat this morning to tell us more about Pro Ann. We know that he likes these, these distance races and he was. Beating a decent horse, I thought, in the Baker for Glenda Bell and Dixie Preacher for Glenda Bell uh, that started favourite. Good morning to you, Tony. A strong win for Pro-Ann in the uh, Middlemount Cup. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, certainly was, Rob. Um, you just have to excuse me. I'm not 100% today. I've got a major shoulder problem and I'm drugged out to it. So anyhow, that's another story. But, um, yeah, Pro-Ann was very impressive. He looked the part in the enclosure, Rob, as I mentioned in that in that race call. Just looked magnificent. His coat was shining. And uh, Tracy Simmons done a very good job with him. She trained him on the beach up there at Mackay. And uh, one very convincingly, it was Chris MacGyver's only win for the day. It was a, a big meeting out there at Middlemount. I think they had uh, restricted to 1,100 people, but it's the biggest I've seen in the 15 years I've been going there. Certainly a credit to the race club six-event program, which is happening more frequently uh, frequently on the uh, country tracks. And again, the, the lady jockeys uh, dominated with four of the wins. But take us through the program, Tony. It kicked off with the Class B. Yeah, this is one by Flash Hombre. Now, this horse is a, it's just a, a dead-set replica of his sire, a mini replica, I suppose you'd say, of uh, Shower Hart. Just uh, just looked like him. He's, he's very well-named Flash Hombre by Shower Hart. And as I said, he looked like him out of the Monashi uh, Mountain there. So terrifically, a chestnut family. He, he won very nicely for Talia Fenland as the young lass is going places. 
um, be the horse called Rosette, trained by Glenda Bell, the stable mate. And Rosette, I would suggest to your listeners, will be probably a next start winner with uh, plenty of ticker. One of John Mandelman's. I think he started 18 horses at Middle Mount on Saturday. And boy, didn't he give me some headaches? The shark horse he had in the races. But uh, yeah, good win to Flash Ombre, beating Rosette and uh, plenty of ticker. How many Mishani's, Tony? Oh, I think there's something like five or six, uh, Steve. But, um, he, had, he had five stable mates in two races. It brought back memories of the old Craig Lee. <laughs> I was just about to say, you nailed the Craig Lee race. Craig Lee, a bit younger, then there's been a lot of uh, chills going down the hatch since then, Steve, but we, we, we got through it okay. And it was good to see they had those uh, those extra races there with all those horses. But uh, one trainer that's got a tremendous strike rate, Kevin Miller. An Exocet Rocket, nothing wrong with this Cap Heroes record. Nine uh, wins and ten minor placings from 39. Always in consistent form. But boy, Kevin Miller has a tremendous strike rate as a trainer, Tony. There's no doubt about that. He's, he's a very good horseman. Look, Kevin takes his horses anywhere. He's, uh, he's hands-on, puts in a lot of hours. Um, if, you, if you looked at Kevin, you wouldn't think he was a horse trainer. I, I say that with, uh, with the greatest of respect. He's a, just a real character of a man. He, he, he's great. He's great the way he can place them, and great the way he can keep them racing. And, and I couldn't uh, agree with you more, Rob. That was a very good. He's a very good horse trainer. This horse, Exocet Rocket, ridden by uh, this young lass, uh, Olivia Kendall. She's uh, I think she's 26. I was talking to her. He rode the beautiful race. Got right through along the rail. And that was the, got up to beat Bell Zoo, trained by Alan uh, Jones, ridden by James Baker, who's riding up here now, and he gave it every chance too. But uh, Exocet Rocket was too good on the day. A horse by Capiro. And, uh, yeah, that was a very good win. But she rides very well, this girl, uh, Olivia Kendall. I think that's the third double. Uh, she's only written eight winners, I think, to tell me. Third double, uh, which is very thrilled. Another winner later in the day, of course. That's the first double. Take us through those two next races, the Maidens, where all the Mashanis did make an appearance, uh, but they didn't actually get the uh, the main end of the prize. But uh, going through those two Maidens, Tony. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, John Mandelman had, what, one, two, three, four, five, six horses in this eight-horse race. And believe it or not, uh, he didn't get first or second. Beyond Reproach was won by uh, Nippy Seymour. Nippy's another one of these uh, characters who've been in racing a, a long, long time. Great to see him win a race there at uh, uh, at, Middle, at Middle Mount. Um, Beyond Reproach is by Helmet. Uh, and uh, he, he won well, ridden by Adam Spinks, who came up from the Sunshine. Uh, the middleman club did a good job in paying, uh, having a sponsor to pay all jockeys an extra $80. So they got $300 ride. And that was one of the things which uh, lured uh, Adam Spinks up. And he got the winner here, Beyond Reproach, beating uh, Thomas Girl, another one from the Glenda Bell Stable. And uh, Pilio was third, but we had Mashani Dreamer and Mashani Army and uh, three or four others from the John Manton Stable. So it was a bit of a, a, bit of a hectic race. Then it continued in the next race, but it was a John Mansman winner, but not a Mashani, but he did get the trifecta uh, with a holy Roman emperor mayor in crown law, but trifectoring the race as well. He did. Uh, ridden by Alicia Donald, who's a Rockhampton apprentice with Tim Cook. Now, Tim's had a, a fantastic uh, run with apprentice jockeys over the years, and uh, he's really doing a wonderful job with Alicia. And uh, they combined with John Mansman to win with crown law, as you just said, from you know, Mashani Pharaoh and Mashani Patriot. And uh, Crown Law, the, the win was quite good, and I'm sure there's more wins in store for him. And another stable that's uh, going well, Raymond West with Mel Vaggio, Olivia Kendall, bringing up the second leg of the double, did she have? Yes, the second leg of the double with the ratings band 0 to 55. Yeah, one with um, Mel Vaggio. Raymond's only got a couple of horses. He, uh, he's a, 
another one of these interesting people, uh, a very good horseman. He um, was one of the uh, clowns at the bull circuit uh, in central Queensland. I don't know if he still does it, but he was one of those fellows that runs around and gets the bulls to chase them after they get rid of the riders at the rodeo. So uh, he uh, rides a lot of his own work and he got a couple of horses, but this is another one. He looked at it in the enclosure and said, this has just got to win, Mel Vaggio. Lovely shining coat. Olivia Kendall did a great job on it. It's quite wicked. He's standing over in Korea now. He used to be up at Oakland Stud, but uh, no, it was a good win from a horse called uh, Jeff Roy, who's very close to a win ridden by uh, James Baker. It should be hard to beat at his next start. Uh, Tony, as, as you said, a great meeting out there. Where's your next uh, calling day? Uh, I, you know, it was to be on Saturday, but Yapoon are now gone to Fangul. Uh, so uh, Saturday week, the Gladstone Cup, which was always big. And that was fantastic. Yesterday, um, I haven't been listening to the program, but uh, Jess Philpott, uh, won the Darwin Cup, first woman ever to do it, first girl. She's 26. She started off here in uh, Rockhampton. That's the, the clerk of the course about 10 years ago, and she's gone on to create history yesterday. I think she's ridden winners in every mainland state of Australia. So that was lovely. Also, a couple of cheerios going out. They may not hear them, but it'll mean a lot to the friends and family. Michael Adard, former trainer here at Rockhampton, got double bailed by a horse at Hawkesbury last Sunday. He was in a very serious condition. He's undergone surgery in, in Sydney. And uh, they say he will recover, but uh, he was very badly hurt with internal injuries. And Sonia Wiseman, who rode with considerable success here last year, was also injured at Darwin last Wednesday. She too was in hospital, not sure if she's out. Yeah, we we just provided a report on Sonia. Any news on Sweet Dolly at all, Tony? Yeah, back in uh, Kevin Hanson's stables in Rockhampton. Had to be stable bound, I think, for about uh, six months. Uh, Couldn't get out of the stable. Only to be worked worked, uh, on Kevin's walking machine. But I believe it's uh, making a full recovery and they have huge expectations for it. I haven't personally seen it, but I know for a fact it's going very, very well. Yeah. Do we know what the injury was? A sweet Dolly, four from four? Uh, look, I couldn't tell you at the moment. Yeah. The old too good, Steve. Yeah, I've got him down on the list anyway. We might chase that up uh, on Thursday on Racing Active. That'd be good because the horse has got a huge following. Yeah. Thanks for your time, Tony. No worries, Bye yeah. Tony McMahon good joining night. us this morning on uh, Bushbeak. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Greyman takes them onto the side. Boingo goes around them, and uh, Angels of Fenway's going to sleep well tonight. Flash Vivian travels nicely on the inside. He's just going to need a, a break. And back at the tail of the field is Arcade and Zucas. Drayman still travels okay, but here's Boingo presenting, and Flash Vivian's had the easy run up on the inside, and Angels of Fenway's still there. 200 metres to go, and Boingo's under the bat. Drayman's still there and look at Arcade spearing through the centre it's Boingo in front, Boingo and Arcade, Boingo in front, Arcade's going to have a dive, oh photo photo, Boingo maybe just over Arcade third, Drayman then we had Angels of Fenway on the inside there would have been Zucas and last fast Vivian, I think Boingo Boingo, would you believe Boingo's got the cash, yeah when he raced at Eagle Farm only three starts ago, Rob Boingo he yes. was 200 to 1 in <laughs> Brisbane, and there he was, even money winning at Tambo on the weekend. And don't worry, Steve, there was plenty of, uh, of the local connections and uh, people out here. We had our five each race, or in some cases a little bit more of the younger punters, but um, amazing odds, and then went none place at the Sunshine Coast. Bounces back with the Great Western Sprint Open Handicap to tell us all about it. Andrew Watts here this morning, where he 
saw the feature happening with a John Rudd double, the second of the John Rudd winners, and uh, Anna Bacos also with a double. But tell us about Boingo. What's he, uh, Rodney Little? His form, he's stable in great form, and great to see him get this win with the mare that only turned up back at the stable, I think, uh, maybe a couple of days before. Yeah, good morning, Rob. It was a fantastic win by Boingo, and I was talking to Rodney on Friday night, and he felt that the, the mare wasn't quite there. Uh, as yet, but uh, look, she was a standout in the field, and uh, we know how tenacious she is, um, knows how to win, especially this time of year. She goes really well, sort of August, September, October, and um, posied up in a beautiful spot by John Rudd. Um, Jerry Mann led them quite comfortably onto the turn, but when they turned for home, uh, she did present. I thought the run of Arcade was, was outstanding. Um, settled probably four or five off them turning for home. Uh, it was a pretty hot speed, and he did come into the race really well and it's fair to say with Arcade uh, probably hasn't lived up to early expectations since uh, joining the Boy Foster team. Morgan Butler riding there on Saturday but uh, that might be the the penny dropping there and Drayman um, stuck on well for third um, after doing all the hard work up front but uh, yeah Rob as you said Boingo uh, she's a well-travelled mare an emergency in this year's Battle of the Bush and um, yeah, uh, good run there at Eagle Farm and uh, came back to the west. And um, look, she's going to be a, a real hard horse to toss in these type of races going forward. And Rodney Little will be looking for his first Mutterborough Cup win, I would believe, with Boingo on the weekend coming up on Saturday, the 1,400-metre Mutterborough Cup. We wish him well there as he tries to win that ex-hometown cup. But that was the second of the double for Johnny Rudd. And the other one was an all-the-way winner and calculated risk with Craig Smith. Yeah, fantastic ride by Ruddy here. Um, he summed up that there wasn't a lot of pace on early and he was as far as six lengths in front turning for home. He had them all chasing. All Too Sweet was the first horse beaten coming for home and Spillina um, was under the bat as well and you just felt Granola State was going to pick it up that last little bit but uh, Rudd urged at the last 50 and got the cash, uh, a length over Granola State who's ready to win again for David Rewald and All Too Sweet, as I said, after being the first horse beaten on the home turn, stuck on OK to be beaten by a length and a half for Raymond Fraser and Anna Bacos. And speaking of Anna, she did uh, take out the first two races. The first race uh, was won by Elite Grey. That was the benchmark 50 over the 1,000 metres. Showed its customary toe uh, from a middle alley, got over to lead and was never any in any doubt for William Pugsley. Defeated Sparman, who plugged away OK for David Rewald and Robbie Farr. Great to see Robbie back out in the Central West riding, beaten by two and three-quarter lengths. And Lollipop Rocket, uh, not a bad run into third, beaten four lengths for Rodney Little and Morgan Butler. That's a double, a running double for Bacos, this time teaming up with Shane Iverson. Now, oh, wow, they're a formidable combination at the moment. Uh, Ivo's been training in great fashion since returning to Charleville. This time with Braddock down. Uh, it was start 25 for this Galloper for its first win and uh, stuck on pretty well to win uh, um, a half-length over the landing for Charlie Prower and Mick Shrapel and uh, Sarah Tarley, another one knocking on the door, beating a length and uh, a quarter for David Rewald, who trained and rides. The other races on the program, race five was won by surprise selection. 
Uh, made a back-to-back wins after its good win here at Longreach for David Rewald and Robbie Farr. A length and a half over Nixie's boy, who's really looking for that mile again now. Uh, plugged home well for David Rewald. That was a Cornella for David. And uh, in third, Cheeky Chops. Another really good run for Rodney Little and Morgan Butler. Turned in second last and made up many, many lengths to be beaten. Three and a quarter lengths. Uh, and in the last race, now mark this one down uh, for the listeners for Cups later on in the year. Trump me. Um, I saw it win at Cunnamulla two starts back when it was very impressive on pace. This time, Brooke Richardson settled back at the tail and uh, let it all unfold in front of her. Uh, she presented Trump Me with about 400 to go down the outside and uh, won impressive by, impressively by a length and three quarters over Briz Vegas, who's going well at the moment for David Rewalt, who trains and rides an Enterprise Grand, a much improved run for Clint Austin and Benny Moffat, uh, beaten two and a quarter lengths. But Rob, I know we spoke about Trump Me uh, yesterday off air, and um, look, he's a real Cups contender going forward this year. And if, if you put him in the contention, you better look at the horse he ran second to last week at Roma in Hock that Craig Smith is yep. got going extremely well. There's two to come out of that southwest, and the other two, I think, Watsy, as you've, as you've said. And uh, Anna Bacos, with that double, uh, leapt into second place on the final day of the country jockey's premiership, but Alicia Ross has been crowned the premier jockey, both apprentice and country jockey. She had a win at uh, Caulfield, I'll report on in a minute, 46 to 41. Dan Ballard jumped into third with 37. Angela Jones with 37. And of course, Tanya Parry with the 49 and a half and a half, which makes 50 to me, defeating Billy Johnson and Toddy Austin and David Rewald. And uh, the Greater Western region of racing across from the Divide, what's he uh, feature prominently in those premierships? Yeah, all the way down. And, and if you look at a lot of those trainers, um, some fantastic strike rates from trainers with smaller teams. Um, I know Todd Austin's got a uh, he's got a reasonable size team. Um, he's training at around 25%. Then you go to your Jay Morris's and your Bob Burrows and your Mark Oates are all training um, around that 30%. So some really good horsemen out here in the West and uh, certainly um, the greater Western region, as we like to say, uh, Rob. Yeah, they did come to the fore. And, and news, I uh, did uh, interview... Um, Alicia Ross for local radio yesterday and I know you spoke to her on Saturday that uh, she's making the move to Rockhampton which is quite significant um, us out here in, in the Central West losing a a, um, a locally based jockey but uh, fantastic news for Alicia to join Clinton Taylor and um, you know she's been riding fantastic ever since she uh, hopped on her first winner a few years ago now but um, yeah be interesting to watch her um, career unfold out on the eastern seaboard yeah, it continued to unfold at Caulfield, we'll hear in a moment, and uh, she's done her country service, that I like to call it, and all the best to Alicia. She's doing her homework, riding really well, and Clinton Taylor's got an asset of a jockey coming his way. Uh, thanks very much again this morning. What's he getting through that big meeting there at uh, Tambo, and you're next headed to Mount Isa, I believe, on the uh, Wednesday week for the, uh, the Mailman Express meeting as well. Yeah, Thursday week up there at the Isa and, um, yeah, looking forward to, to getting up there. And uh, it's going to be a huge, huge day um, there, trackside at Buchanan Park. Um, entries capped at around 2,000. I think they'll have no trouble getting that. Yeah, thanks again for that uh, this morning, Andrew. And uh, we'll look forward to tuning into that meeting in uh, a week and a half's time. Thank you. Andrew Watts joining us on Bushbeat this morning. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Grand Sydney muddling back along the rails. Cut set, Van Winkle. And Chicago coming home hard down the outside. Van Winkle, he's been a non-winner. But today he's going to take the Brady Caulfield Cup for Alicia Ross and gets home by a length and a 
Yeah, Van Winkle winning the Caulfield Cup, Rob, which poses the question, is it exempt from ballot for the Melbourne Cup, this seven-year-old Bo Magnus, Van Winkle? Well, well, let's hope so because we'll uh, we'll take that on board. I can always say I've called several Caulfield Cups if I ever do put a resume out there, Steve. I just won't ch- get them to check the spelling. As we all know, Caulfield is uh, west of uh, Winton on the road to Mutterborough and they hold this annual meeting and they do a magnificent job up there and uh, with the stewards out there and Ray Smith leading the way coming out there from Townsville. Look, it, this club, it's a once-a-year club. Their facilities keep improving magnificently they built a new tower stand for judges race callers camera operators it's done in a bush veranda style it absolutely suits the outback and it was fantastic we up so high and to be able to call these races but look van winkle he's one of those horses he's like that old story of rip van winkle who went to sleep for 20 years and missed the american revolution after he woke up this horse came out here to Richard Simpson and ran second in the Longreach Cup back in September 20, and you were expecting him to be that Cups winner all the way through. Uh, but it's his only third win in 18 starts since, and Alicia Ross rode him perfectly. In the meantime, he's placed in at least four Cups, and that's why he's probably an enigma. You think of he's a non-winner. He ran second assisilating in the, uh, the Rocky uh, Country Cup there. And uh, Alicia Rhodes is elating that day. And she mm-hmm. reported to me post-race that it was the ride of Ashley Butler that she studied on video. And this is the detail this young lady's going into with her riding. She said, that's how I wanted to ride Van Winkle in this race. And she allowed it to find its feet, settled back, let the speed unfold, and was able to just track into them, full momentum in the straight. And he didn't shirk the task this time, Van Winkle. He put it together and he went away from cap set by a length and three quarters and uh, Grand Symphony uh, into third place coming off good form. Both runners there by uh, trained by Stephen Royce. But congratulations, Mark Oates and uh, owner Richard Simpson, Van Winkle, and congratulations again, Alicia Ross, taking that country jockey premiership, apprentice premiership, and now moving to Clinton Taylor in um, Rockhampton. Not to be outdone, Dan Ballard wasn't going to give up that premiership Premiership crown too quickly. He had a double on the day, and both for Mum Denise Ballard, which we'll beat it. A, uh, a runner that's had three wins in a row for the stable and four wins in its last four starts now. Defeated Reward the Maid and Music Award in the benchmark 60. And then at the end of the day in the 800 metre race, uh, Dan used the rails to perfection with Shiv Carney, two in a row now since the spell for this galloper, defeating Dollar Dream and Lively Lass. Timmy Brummel ventured down and combined, uh, continued his combination with Boy Foster in the opening race with a better than ready, having his first run. It was an ex-Desley Forster. Uh, Boy Foster's been nominating it lately and better not blink. Clear, uh, cleared out, one by five and a half. Uh, Timmy was able to sit up and almost pose for the photo on the line. Defeated Crazy Suspect that's now had five seconds in a row and Torasumi into third uh, place. And as well, there was a, a very impressive win uh, at the meeting by that song, Todd Austin, Rick McMahon. First up since a run at Bendigo in June, uh, part owned by Gary Peoples, bookmaking there on the day. Carried 65 kilos, one as an odds-on favourite over stablemate Reconis and Sir Regal in third, but it was the manner in which it won, jogging along basically behind them and uh, kicking clear in the straight. But the feature there, Van Winkle, he's broken, as we mentioned, with some of those earlier runs and horses. Confidence grows uh, when you get that win under the belt. And uh, it could be the case with Van Winkle. And, Steve, it was the only time, I reckon, in his last 16 starts I haven't put him in the top four. Mentioned that on the way out the track. I'm sure they all jumped on because I knew as soon as I said it what was going to happen. And I have one more meeting to wrap up where the ladies rode the program.
at Wandai. And uh, it started with Leanne McCoy riding for Jeffrey Schrader. Morali, the So You Think seven-year-old, defeating Diggity in the Open Handicap. And this was the Lewis Duff Memorial Open. And Hassan Shout into third. Brett Sturgis and Isabella Tay combined with Stormtrooper, the El Nino, having two wins from three for the stable now, defeating Begin and True Atelli. And then in the benchmark 55, here's Cheryl Rogers, uh, r- trained and ridden hard enough. This all too hard. If it gets to the lead, and it won at big odds here, if it gets to the lead, it's hard to run down. It, it won at more last start and placed second at Longreach, the start prior. So now two from three on the track, enjoying that Wandai surface, defeated Valor de Harris and Crisscross. John Zilke took the cutest money with Dynamic Jewel. Uh, Rebecca Wilson kicking home the Suburg three-year-old filly, defeating Striking Maiden, two-go boom. And uh, as well, an interesting story comes out of the last, and thank you to Paul Dolan for this, uh, regarding Billy Rose uh, Andrew, Billy Rose um, Derbyshire, an original name before marriage. Uh, for Brenton Andrew, rode on Sugar Buzz, took the win there over My Taranaki and Kenford. And as Paul reported uh, to me, Billy Rose Andrew rode her last winner for her husband. Rode the last winner for her husband. Sorry, uh, Brenton, I should have worded that better. This was her first ride since October last year. And, of course, the reason being for the break was uh, pregnancy. They have a son named Arthur and now a second son born June the 8th named Darby. Given that Billy Rose, who was Billy Rose Derbyshire before marrying, was born in Burke and grew up in Cunnamulla and Augustella, it could be that Derby is named after Derby McCarthy. Just a hunch from Paul, but he's usually right on the money. And uh, thank you for getting us that bit of information and great to see the win there for that combination yeah. in the last set. Always know when Billy Rose is riding too, that flying black uh, ponytail out the back of a skull cap there. Just on Rick McMahon, we know a very talented rider, rode some terrific horses when he was in Brisbane, including Better Than Ready. I just had a look at his stats, Rob. You mentioned he rode a winner there at Caulfield on the weekend. His stats this season, Rick, Sorry, the season just gone. He had mm. 92 rides and so 92 rides for 26 winners, 17 seconds and 13 thirds. You'd have to be delighted with that, wouldn't he? And with a strike rate of around that 27, 30, well, getting close to the 30, like the Angela Jones and the Dan Ballas. And that's, yeah, he's on the comeback trail well and truly. And let's hope it continues to go down that path, Steve. Um, and we've got plenty of non-TAB meeting. Of course, TAB meetings today at Rockhampton, Friday and Saturday at Townsville. We've mentioned the Cup, the Cleveland Bay and the Guineas, and Sunday at Kilcoy. But non-TAB meetings coming up at Charleville that Brett mentioned will be, will be back on next week. I'll be at Mudderborough for their Where's Cup. Where's Mudderborough? is, uh, let me just think here, is west of Longreach, about 100 kilometres up the road. I mean, it's got about five different roads coming into it. It's one of those towns original towns where all the roads spiked off from Mudderborough. I'd always find it amazing when you So I talked to Greg Ryan recently in New South Wales, a jockey that rode at all those country tracks everywhere, and he said his people wouldn't believe him when he said he's, you know, take his car in to get serviced, how many Ks that had actually done. Just yourself, given you have to travel to all these various country meetings in your area to call, what about your vehicle at the end of the year? How many kilometres would you actually travel in one year, Rob? Well, I'd have to ask the uh, the bookmaker boys that often give me the lifts, Steve. <laughs> I oh. have to get lifts to these. They look after me out here. Trust oh, me. fair enough. But if if I was doing that, yeah, most of the meetings are a uh, 200k uh, round trip, and sometimes you extend out to the 400. But when you go to Batuta and Baduri, you get flown down and back. So get pretty well looked after. Yeah, distance is state of mind, Steve. It's a state of mind. Um, but anyway, I've let the cat out of the bag now. How I get to all these meetings. <laughs> Charleville, Mudderborough, Nanango, Richmond and Thangool. And uh, a big thank you to Racing Queensland and On The Bit Racing Australia. who The replay, Steve, of all these non-tab meetings now available through Racing Queensland's YouTube page. 
To find the link, go to racingqueensland.com.au, racing replays, and click on non-tab race replays. And they're generally all up there the following morning after the weekend. So uh, fantastic to see that has now progressed and it's now on the Racing Queensland website and easy to access, Steve. You covered a lot of ground literally over the weekend and we covered a lot of ground this morning, didn't we, on Bushback? Certainly did. Uh, good morning to you. And uh, if anyone has great stories and as Paul Dolan sends me through that sort of information, email me at barkersnews at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au, which I better get back there and keep working. And I'll be back next week, uh, Steve, on uh, Bush Beat, where hopefully, well, the lockdown for all you guys down there is hopefully uh, ending at the end of the week. And, uh, and probably Tady Clements will be back on in the chair. I'm not quite sure about that. Things aren't looking too good uh, in regards to that at the moment. Anyway, okay. as I said, we've just got to think everything crossed at the moment that it improves in uh, southeast <laughs> Queensland. Thanks for that, Rob. Good on you. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Liz.